0: All right, so what's the premise? We got kids. We got sex. Right. We got romance. Oh, yeah. All in a family picture. Well, you,
1: you, you can't have sex in a family picture.
0: Depends. Nobody actually has sex. Sure, you got a hooker, but she's a good hooker with a heart of gold. Melanie Griffith is going to play her.
1: Oh, okay. Kind of like working girl turns a trick.
0: Cuter than that. We start with three 12-year-old boys. They're going crazy because they've never seen a naked woman. What's the matter? They poor? Don't have cable? Ever heard of the concept of the willing suspicion of disbelief? I know the audience will find it hard to believe, but it's true. These kids don't know what a naked woman looks like, so they pull their money on the streets. So they pull their women on. Wait, so they pull their women on the street if they're hookers
2: until they find one who is. Hey, I'm. Guys, I, I hate to interrupt. I'm just trying to ride this elevator. Uh, you guys are so loud. <laughs> And you're talking for so long, and I have lost interest. Okay. Uh, I'm a real executive. I could have given you money for this project. This sounds like gar- garbage. Let's stop. It's called Milk
0: Money, by the way. All right, drop the theme. Cable Welcome back to the Cable Boys, Internet's only podcast about movies.
2: That's right, Justin. We are just three horny boys who like to talk about movies that were inappropriate from our childhood for one reason or another.
1: Like 1994's family comedy, Milk Money, starring Melanie Griffith and Ed Harris and a bunch of child actors who quit eventually. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like, they saw tits like, and moved on. Business.
2: <laughs> and we are so fortunate to be joined in virtual studio by friend, actor, writer, improviser, proud boy, boy Uh boy. Cr- no, proud. I say proud boy. He's, He's a, proud a proud boy. boy? Wow, breaking. This- yeah. Well, uh, I would yeah. love to hear his thoughts on um, his chosen organizations. <laughs> uh, Jordan Dunn, everyone. Hey, thanks Yay! for having me. So, Jordan, uh, the reason we were uh, listening to uh, Post and Justin talk for such a very long time is I, I think this is unprecedented. Roger Ebert is, uh, is normally a go-to on this show for reviews. Uh, he neglected to write a normal review and instead wrote an entire dialogue between two executives. Oh, that was that. Yeah, that, that was that we were, we were listening to a very, very long conversation, uh, because like, I, how could you talk about this movie without talking about the many twists and turns and the unnecessary details that are just sort of, uh, uh, launched on every single one of these characters. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Uh, so, just to clarify though, uh, Ebert wrote a dialogue between two yes. fictional executives speaking yes. about this film.
0: Wow. His review yeah, is just basically you can't watch this movie without thinking of how it got made and how the executive pitch went. <laughs> I think, I, I imagine it went something like this. <laughs> it was
1: just. Yeah, see, I think I think completely different because I was thinking about this uh, when watching this movie, and I was like, "Kudos to the screenwriter for pitching this," because the only way I could see this really being greenlit is that the writer went into Frank Marshall's office, who just had a, a lot to do that day like maybe he had <laughs> dinner plans at muso and franks that he needed to confirm and he had tennis lessons and he may, might not have been fully paying attention to the pitch because that's the only way i could see how this
0: got, yeah i feel like made. the whole pitch sound like on paper if you're you're, it's like yeah, yeah yeah that works that works that works and then, yeah and then later that night in bed right before you fall asleep you go like Wait, what the fuck did I green light? <laughs> but it's too late. Like
2: I gotta, I gotta tell you guys. Uh, this screenplay was written by John Matson, and he sold it uh, as a spec script for a record-breaking number for a romantic comedy in 1992: 1.1 million dollars to Paramount Pictures. Wow! Wow! Back when they he used broke to the record. Shit. He yeah. broke the record for uh, romantic comedy and he uh, Paramount wasn't the only one uh bidding. The uh also like DDLC uh filed a lawsuit because they had a verbal agreement for 1 million. So like you guys are wrong. This pitch practically sold itself. What
1: is first of all, wow. what is DD the shoe store on Sunset? Uh DDL it it was
2: man. uh Dino D De- Laurent. Oh Dino D. Laurentis. Yeah, gotcha. Laurentis.
1: The other thing is like I, I did try to look this up and I, I couldn't see any evidence or anything of like it was this like Pretty Woman, which was also a Frank Marshall production, where there was the the original script is way darker, way more real, like like Pretty Woman, I think the first Draft was called three thousand because that's what he pays her like three thousand bucks, and it it treats like prostitution in a real way as opposed to like, uh, you know, a Pygmalion story. And so I was like, oh, is there like a just a fucking dad gets gonorrhea version of this? And like, <laughs> they they fight I- it.
2: I think it's very possible. Uh John Matson was a first-time uh screenwriter, and his only other two credits on IMDB are Free Willy Two and Free Willy Three. Nice. So my my guess is uh the original script did not go down a gritty. Which path. Free Willy Two also had a dark original
1: script where uh it opens with Free Willy, with Willy beached on the uh beach and everyone like hits golf balls at it
2: oh dear is this yeah.
1: true uh well no but the, the, no, but the real talking- willie died in real life when they let him go he wasn't able to uh survive in, in, the, in the wild in the wild
0: yeah he didn't,
3: and he he didn't know how to hunt
1: yeah they tracked oh. him they had like a tracker on him huh. and he like they were like oh it's not looking good <laughs> and then they try guess to like they, get him uh, again yes they he- should
3: have freed willie
1: Yeah, they shouldn't have. Something to be said about captivity.
2: But the reason we're talking about all of this is because our guest, Jordan Dunn, selected this movie, Milk Money, of all of the movies that he had seen to fit our particular podcast.
3: Jordan, tell us your relationship with this film. Man, I remember, um, I want to say I was, I want to say I was 12 years old and I, my, my dad had put the movie on cause he thought, like, I think he was kind of like, all right, going to see some titties. This is going to be a, a great movie. Um, and, uh, and I remember my mom, I have a memory of my mom turning the movie off because she thought there was going to be nudity in it. Little did she know there's actually no nudity in the movie. Um, but I even, I remember even as a, a preteen being like, huh, this is strange that, 12 year olds are going to solicit a <laughs> prostitute to see your tits. That's uh that's an interesting idea. Um, and I love,
2: I love that your dad was like, wait a second. I've got an idea to see. Some tits for <laughs> less, is for less,
3: this is pre-internet. This is pre For less than a hundred dollars.
2: Was there like a
1: argument between your parents of like, I'm just trying to show the boy some new things. And she's like,
3: what are you doing? Yeah. They, they screamed, they screamed for hours. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was also thinking like how ridiculous of a premise this movie would be for today, just because of the internet. <laughs> There's no reason to have to, you know, obviously ever solicit a hooker to see tits. But um, yeah, yeah, I think
2: be beyond that, like the uh the central three um are are three heroes, the the constant archetypes, which uh, I think an internet video pointed out uh, is the same archetypes as Full House. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, uh, the, the troubled kid, uh, the, uh, uh, the very cool kid, the uncle Jesse, if you will. Uh, and then the neat freak. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like the, the cool kid. When they end up raising the money, like uh, one is selling his comic books, the other is selling like some sort of uh dirty dirty videos and stuff i don 't know how they got this stockpile in order to uh to sell them to all the kids, but the cool kid is selling just the chance for screaming girl like he is basically the Beatles at this school mm-hmm. and they are all just like giving money for the chance to wear his jacket for a second. Yeah. He should, he shouldn't like, there's no reason he has to pay a hundred dollars to see titties. Right. Like, right.
1: <laughs> that kid, his name is Brad. And uh, we're all, we're all certain that Brad grew up to serve 15 to 25. Right. <laughs> Cause I yeah. think at some point he actually says like a, a grab him by the pussy sort of line. What? Yeah. yeah, they love it. Women love this. What line is it? Why that is it always right? a Brooklyn Italian kid?
2: I think. I think Frank says. uh I don't think like because he he whispers in her ear. I want to take you to the closet and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Mm. And so Frank uh Frank says like I don't think she's that kind of girl. And he says every girl's oh, that yeah. Kind yeah, yeah. Of yeah, girl. Oh yeah,
3: really Frank? Certainly does Frankie.
2: Yeah. Well, no, Frankie's the good kid. Oh, yeah. uh, that was. That was Brad. Brad. Brad's the bad boy. Brad's the bad boy with the... He's a Brad who, boy. Who, a who later later went on to be a bad boy on the show Seventh Heaven. He played Robbie Palmer. Yeah. Uh, he... Uh, I ended up finding an interview with him. And uh, it he, like... I guess he was the real-life boyfriend of Jessica Biel... And then the next year got cast to to be the bad boy boyfriend who like after Jessica Beale leaves the show, he becomes homeless. And so then the family takes him in and he sort of like takes over uh the the cool person role. Um but yeah, I found a uh oh, never mind. This is boring
3: really? don't hit your head on that tarp
2: yeah i don't know well the the whole like i found an interview but it's just with a kid who's an idiot and he's just like talking about like yeah i don't miss college too much uh I I missed the party and I never really studied. I was like, oh, I'm lazy. And he he basically is just a hot boy who never went to class and like lucked into acting because he's beautiful.
1: Hmm. Mm. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, let's start with the opening where the kids are smelling his mom's diaphragm or something. I mean, oh, yeah. this was just <laughs> so gross. I was so like, gross. Oh, you're touching it. What are you touching it for? And then yeah. uh, like like you know it's all scenes like you know all scenes are basically sketches in a comedy right so you want to heighten the thing it like immediately downshifts to like uh his sister's like eyebrow tweezers or something yeah. it's like who cares about that go back to like find find the dildos find the ky like that <laughs>
2: that,
1: that that eyebrow thing has nothing to do with sex
2: Yeah That's just nasty. well I think I think it was just I think it was just kids who didn't understand things because they they say it's like it's a time capsule slash the sacred shoebox and he says the things we do not understand uh, which will be open again when the mysteries of the universe reveal themselves so th- these are kids who are just like I i don't get what this is and that that's why like there's a bit about like i don't know what it is it's a fucking drinking yeah which is gross should we drink out of it (laughs) yeah and yeah like the eyelash thing is just a torture device he could just ask his sister uh we saw saw
1: naked i mean this movie is fucked up
2: yeah (laughs) but yeah like uh the funniest thing is that uh that is the setup for this kid to tell everyone that his mom died. And what he doesn't understand <laughs> is not having a
3: mom. Yeah. Very-
2: Have you guys ever known a girl that's used a diaphragm?
1: No.
3: I, no. I've, never, oh, we, no. I've
1: never seen that in real life. I think it's I've a little it, bit like on Seinfeld.
3: Yeah. Like I think it's computer. a little bit before our time of a, you know, a contraceptive device. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's sort of faded away with birth control. 'Cause
1: I mean, not to sound like those kids, and I have a general idea of how it works. It doesn't <laughs> seem like it would it doesn't seem like uh like the best. It seems very medieval.
3: Yeah, it does not seem mm-hmm. super effective. Uh, yeah
2: by any metric. Yeah. I'd say it seems as medieval as that eyelash curler mm, yes. slash torture <laughs> device <laughs> weapon. Yes.
1: Um so yeah, then the plot is they decide to they need to go see some titties, some uh so they leave s- suburban Cincinnati for the. Is that what we figured
3: out? It is. It's suburban Cincinnati.
1: Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out where it was too.
2: Yeah, it's it's half th-
1: Cincinnati and the mean streets of Pittsburgh.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think the city was filmed in Pittsburgh, mm. but the suburb itself is in Ohio, gotcha. and so the uh, idea is, which that- is
1: not an easy company move, by the way. No, so those aren't Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are n- not near each other.
3: No. No, it's not a bike ride by any means. By any means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so they find the one
1: prostitute who I don't know.
2: Well, first, is... first they first they they're just like propositioning girls on the street cuz they don't know what a prostitute even is. Uh a hustler uh finds them, lures them to an alley and uh says, "I'll I'll show you a naked lady." Uh he takes them down like down a an alley that no one is in. That is the perfect time to pull a gun yeah. and to rob mm-hmm. children. Yeah. You don't know you don't need to go further into a subterranean basement. <laughs> you don't need to go like down four flights of stairs.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, he goes to this uh uh very busy bottom floor of a parking garage. And uh, he decides to do it right next to the limo. Mm -hmm. Uh, He pulls a gun. And then uh, this uh, rich old man, rich old guy, uh, because that's what he's credited as in the credits, Mm -hmm. uh, is being fed strawberries uh, with chocolate (laughs) by uh, the the leading role prostitute. You know, uh, what you pay prostitutes for yeah yeah <laughs> See, that's
1: what i'm saying it does feel like there was a very hard r version of the script and they're like okay fuck it it's not uh he's not eating her ass let's get strawberries <laughs> in here let's you know what i mean like everything seems like the sanitized version of what you would actually be doing i feel like yeah. john
0: Matson, the screenwriter doesn't actually know what a prostitute is
1: what if he was what if he was 12
2: yeah. yeah he might have <laughs> been like, twelve. <laughs> I, I also wrote a movie about whales. <laughs> there was also something funny to me that, uh, like, uh, this rich guy who's in a limousine, who's getting fed fancy things, and we assume is going to do uh, some johnning uh, in a little bit. Like, uh, he's doing it in a basement. If he's so rich and in a limo, he can... Yeah, he can definitely to the hotel, the hotel Like, he doesn't... He doesn't have to drive his limousine all the way down like five stories. And then like uh, when uh, when she she like basically like swings open the door, knocks the guy unconscious, and then the guy's like, drive, <laughs> and they hightail it out of there. And she's like, great. Now, now how am I going to get home? Plus like uh, I need a hundred bucks or I'm going to get beat, which happens to be the amount that the kids raised. But like whatever she was going to do with – a high roller in a fucking limousine was going to yeah, be a hundred bucks. You gotta learn. You gotta learn to upsell, yeah. my girl. You're in the you're in the mean streets of either Pittsburgh. Yeah. Or also, she's like,
3: oh, how am I gonna get home? And then it seems to be with what we see after that about two, two, uh, blocks. two block walk. Yeah. Two blocks, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> she's constantly like, how am I gonna get where I need to get to? Yeah. Like throughout the movie and. Like, I think, uh, and Kevin, if you want to just go ahead and drop that, that, hmm. My, my main one was when she goes to uh, the suburbs, uh, Frank's house, like she doesn't know where she is. So at some point she's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to walk home. It's like where are you going? You don't even know where you are. You're gonna walk. They had to ride bikes to get there. You're gonna do it in heels. Like, come (laughs) on.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely definitely a short walk. Um, Her apartment also is uh, like almost like a. It's almost like they played at it too hard to be like this dark, the darkest apartment in all of Pittsburgh. Apparently, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Also, she's. And also she had a red uh, light in her apartment. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a red light. In she apart- put in, in the she, apartment.
3: In the apartment. She turns. Yeah. Does she
0: turn it on or did oh. they throw like a sheet over it? I thought they like threw it. No, like she turns a, it
1: on. She turns kids. on a red oh, light, well, which then, is just a little yeah, bit then.
3: I'm not sure every hooker has the a notes. red light in their apartment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the red light's supposed to go on the outside.
3: Yeah, exactly. How are people yeah. gonna know? Yeah. Well, I uh, see.
2: I thought she asked them, uh, Do you want the lights on or off? And they say yeah. off. And they, they said off, off,
1: but then they couldn't see anything. So she was like, Okay, well, here's a happy medium. <laughs> She's
2: she like, I'll on. split the difference. No problem. I, yeah. I've prepared for this sort of show before. Yeah yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. you think you're the first group of 13 year old boys wanting to see my boobs man
2: also like yeah uh there there's the convoluted uh uh main kid frank who who knows that his dad thinks his mom uh who died in childbirth looks like grace kelly and then like immediately recognizes grace kelly on uh on the mirror and she's just like yeah Grace Kelly, you know, uh, she married a prince, and uh, then uh, just like settled down and had it made. Yeah, but she's that's like, not what oh.
1: happened. Grace Kelly yeah. died like in a car accident or something. <laughs> like, there was more to that story, is what I'm saying. Yeah, Grace Kelly. That's my favorite. She was she was gorgeous.
3: Yeah, she's on her Instagram search. Just look for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is the, the lead kid the lead kid that's what the one with Ed Harris Ed Harris's son? That's Frank. That's, that's Frank. Frank. That is that's Frank, Frank uh
2: who is played by Michael Carter. Michael Patrick Carter. Uh had uh, has mostly a voiceover career. He did uh he did voice Chucky in uh Child's hmm. Play One and Three, like the little animated sequences. So like oh, the wow. the the buddy doll that everything's mm-hmm. based on. Uh, and also he was scott caleri in black sheep if you'll remember the scene where uh uh, uh chris farley plays football <laughs> uh and the new kid like throws him a touchdown and then he mm. headbutts everybody and then headbutts scott scott Kaleary and uh breaks a uh ketchup packet on his face you guys know that scene
1: um i I think I've only seen Black Sheep once and yeah, I, didn't, you know. I didn't
3: like it. Is it guess, funny? Should I go yeah, back either. and watch it? I think it's pretty funny. I remember being funny. It's no.
2: I I mean it's 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 a blast, uh, but it is not quite the high highs of Tommy Boy. Uh you yeah. are you mm-hmm. are getting a very a very similar sort of um uh itch being scratched.
1: So yeah. I want to talk about the premise of this movie. Uh, what, what do we guys think about this? Because we this is sort of going back to our previous episode with another Melanie Griffith picture, um, Pacific Heights, where we talked about, like, that was a different kind of premise. And uh, they didn't quite pull it off. And this one, I was trying to think, like, is this just an inherently terrible premise? Or I think I have a way to make it a better movie.
3: Let's hear it. First
1: of all, great actor, Ed yeah. Harris, fantastic, great career, is absolutely horrible. Dog
3: shit. Be. He's so yeah. bad in it. It's he's even, so bad. Miscast. He's, he's miscast. He's miscast. It's
1: not even like he's bad acting in it. I think he's fine. Like, it's just, he shouldn't be in this movie.
3: He's yeah, he's intense. kind of bad acting in it. It's not the greatest performance.
1: It's not the greatest performance, but I don't think it's like his fault. It's like, he's just, he's too intense. He's too, like... Mm-hmm. He can't His
0: just face play a, is too intense. A, just like yeah. he
3: can't I can't play a dad. I didn't believe for a second that this guy gave a fuck about the wetlands. No, not no, no, not
0: us. <laughs> Unless they're between your legs. Hey. Hey. hey, all right.
1: And he has no chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> no chemistry with Melanie Griffith. No. There's none. Yeah. So no. I'm going to say the name of an actor. And I think oh. that this may, it's not going to make the movie good, but it definitely makes it better. Okay. John Ritter.
3: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, better. really? I
1: thought that would get a bigger. Uh, no,
3: I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I thought I'm you were, I thought you were going to say Greg Kinnear. <laughs> nah, no. Cause
1: John Ritter was, see, the problem with this movie is like, there's so many moments when y- you would just be like, like ed harris should see through all this bullshit
3: yeah that that, especially that that like game they play that like you know the the miscommunication they're having about whether she's a tutor or a prostitute ritter would have really sold that
1: yeah yeah ed harris looks too brainy like john ritter was kind of good at being kind of an airhead guy yeah i just think that he would have done this way better
2: i i totally agree with you uh yeah, uh, this this was definitely a first for Ed Harris. Uh, he was a very, a very serious actor through and through. And I, I think when uh, I saw an interview with him where he said he's never done like a light romantic comedy thing, uh, except on stage. <laughs> Um, yeah and uh, he'd like to He'd like to do it He'd love to do a comic role someday But like to this day The only yeah. comedic role he's been hired for Was Milk Money He has zero comedic jobs. Yeah And the other
1: thing is like You kind of want the dad Like Ed Harris also seems a little sexless Like he seems like uh You know Like a guy who probably just reads at night You know what I mean like you kinda want like like that's why John Ritter would be great. You kinda want the dad to fuck Melanie Griffith a little bit. Well you know, like Ed like
3: a Harris dog. Ed Harris's character, admittedly. Very yes. bad at sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes. He
2: goes out of his way to be like, I cannot please a woman. Uh, <laughs> if, yeah. uh, if there is a spot that will drive them crazy, I'm going to go on record saying I've I've never even been close I've to. Them. That. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. imagine that it exists. Uh, that is not I'm in my so realm. Bad. Your
0: mother died
2: during childbirth.
0: That's how bad I was. <laughs> she was like, no <laughs> more.
2: That was his. I can't do that this was one hissful? more time. I saw on I was reading his Wikipedia page and uh, it linked me uh, to some some sort of article uh, that said uh, a small savvy fan fan base has fallen for Harris's melding of the arty and the manly. He's often called the thinking woman's sex symbol. So what do you think about that? Uh, What does that say about your uh, your sexless uh, label? Maybe you're just not a thinking woman post. Did you think not. about that? Yeah.
0: Also, Melanie Griffith. This was like a, a slight scene that makes me go home when she shows up to the wetlands when he's like t- taking the kids on the field trip. Uh, you hear she shows up and you hear one of the kids go, I didn't know he had a daughter. Like, yeah. As if like she's so young. I was like, wait, what? And I looked it up. I'm like, she's fucking 43 in this movie and he's 50. No, she like when they made this.
1: No, I thought I looked it up. She was 37 I thought. No, I think she, I thought she was 43. Uh keep talking. I'll I'll fact check. Even
0: then, 37, 43. She does look old. Daughter. Angel
1: Angel uh her guess was 42. Yeah. So I
0: was like she's also miscast cuz cuz also like one of the running gags in the the movie is a, a, every time she's around everyone's like, "Whoa, what is Everyone's following her. Like everyone's like hubba hubba. And I'm like, she is not hubba hubba. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> now a hub, define a, a hubba. Justin. She's define not hubba
1: hubba. Define hubba hubba.
0: Peak Terry Hatcher hubba
1: hubba. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, uh, peak Kathy Ireland hubba hubba. Oh, yeah.
1: Very, very hubba hubba. Kathy
0: Ireland. Like imagine if you did this movie with Kathy Ireland. Well, a better
1: movie. No, wouldn't she couldn't act. Do you ever see necessary roughness? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Does like I, I don't know. if OK, who else would have been? I don't know. By the way. Yeah. Melanie Griffith, 37. She was born in f- 1957. This is 1994. She does look older. She does. She does uh, look like she's in her 40s.
2: I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that wetland scene because it is my favorite line. Uh, is contained in that scene of the entire movie, and it's not so much the content of the line. It's just you. If you watch it back, you can see that this is the best moment in this young actor's life. Uh, there is a a kid, like a little a little twerp. Uh, with uh reddish blonde hair who like saddles up in the background, he like puts his uh, he puts one hand in his pocket and gets ready for his line. Melanie Griffith is like, "I want to get out of here," and then he goes, "Tell me about it, lady. We all want to get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah, yep. yep, so yeah, shout out What's to Nathan th- Williams. I looked you up uh you <laughs> you were in Boardwalk Empire uh you were uh, a uh, a stormtrooper in the producers and that uh digital short where oh.
1: uh <laughs> I got confused for a second yeah, me too. i thought you meant like like the star wars strip uh, like, well i got to rewatch the producers.
2: uh he was also in the uh SNL digital short uh people getting punched right before eating uh uh, he was eating a banana and then he gets punched by, uh, by well, Andy. You, you did a deep dive on this random kid. Yeah. <laughs> in this like random movie. That
0: line really stood out to me. Like he, <laughs>
2: he had rehearsed that, it 200 times. Honestly,
0: if, if I was casting this movie, I would cast you in that role.
2: <laughs> to give oh, that nice. one. Thank you very much. I, I obviously yeah, would yeah.
0: be Brad, right? Leather jacket, uh, Mr. You'd, cool. You'd be, you'd be Brad's jacket. Yeah, you'd be very leathery, you'd just be, you'd be very just being gross, draped over,
2: <laughs> smelling like too much cologne.
0: That's this movie's funny because it has all the trappings of a movie. You know, like, uh-huh. I understand why it got made. It's like, oh yeah, this flows, and it's like this beat, and then this beat follows up with that beat. Like, it's just the actual execution and story are fucking not good.
1: Yeah. Well, I weird. think like the biggest problem is when when she tells Ed Harris that she's a prostitute and he's sort of like I don't care and they kiss and like they're in love. That's the end of the movie.
2: Well, he does care. He cares first. He cares first,
1: right? Yeah. Also, yeah. what was that about
3: taking your pants off?
2: That's yeah, a and great she, question. He was like
1: not he
0: did not question it at all. He's, yeah. like, Fine. Yeah. he's just he's like, the, oh, okay, that makes the, sense."
3: A man listens better when with his pants down. Yeah. He can't run away. But it's it's
0: too hard to run In fact, away. I think he's
3: going to run easier. I know. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean
3: like no that, dragging you down. That's such like, down. a
1: weird that's such a weird line of dialogue, but I guess you could try and sell it if he was like, "What are you talking about?" and she's like, "Hey, this is what I do for a living." And when I negotiate with men, I just have them take their pants.
2: You know what I mean? But he, like yeah. Justin said, he
1: just immediately is like, oh, okay. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. What? So stupid. Did you guys notice in the next scene uh, when he was talking to his son, <laughs> his pants were still off? <laughs>
3: you could see yeah. yeah. Up in also, the bedroom. I don't
2: know if you guys
0: caught it. That scene where he takes his pants off, it's a really weird edit because they go up into the treehouse and it's daytime. But when she throws the pants down at him, it's nighttime. Oh, really? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's weird because it's a one when they're inside the 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 house. I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? And I was like, oh, shit, this is a soundstage because you can kind of see a house through like the, you know, in the background of the little uh, windows. But it's all like matte painted. It's just you could tell it's like a drop. And I was like, oh, that's interesting but then they don't match it to the actual right. time of the outside and it's all of a sudden night it's
2: really weird and bad uh right if we're if we're just cycling through scenes that make us go hmm, scenes make you go huh. I think my biggest one and i assume that it's also a big one for you guys is uh the the sex ed oral presentation Number one, uh, Brad, uh, when he gets his grade, he gets a D and he's like, oh, awesome. I got a D. So it's like, oh, he's the dumb one in the group. That's funny. Right. And then it's immediately just undercut by like, oh, no, everybody sucks at this. <laughs> like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Frank got an F. Uh, so uh, very pointless there. He's told he has to do an oral examination uh, yeah. with visual aids <laughs> um, at this point. Everything that he's doing is for school. He is doing an oral report, so that way he can, like, make up for that F. The way he chooses to do this is by tricking the teacher into thinking she has a phone call, locking her out, then in a leather jacket, talking to the entire class while, like, pointing at Melanie Griffith's jugs, drawing little ovaries on her, and the teacher's trying to get in. She can't get in. Uh, Melanie Griffith escapes oh the the end of the scene is uh, him saying that like end up next intercourse kid falls out of his chair he <laughs> says uh, any volunteers <laughs> so like we're led to believe that he's going to have someone fuck her yeah that kid was going to fuck her that kid was going to Uh, He would have fallen right out of his chair a little bit early Uh, And then she gets in And we immediately cut to Melanie Griffith Trying on uh, his dead mom's clothing The dad never hears about this Like there's never any repercussion The entire reason he was doing it Was to give a presentation for the teacher So he could make up the assignment It's fucking bonkers It doesn't make sense sense. It don't make no uh, sense
3: yeah, so he he does he just does his presentation for the class and the class is like woohoo. hoo, yeah. but yeah. the teacher but never the sees. The class can't but give they're him not a grade. Yeah, they're not giving. They're the not
1: grades. the teacher. So what the
3: fuck? The teacher, but <laughs> the teacher's like is like in fact like he probably just got in even more trouble. Like that's yeah. that's yes. that's grounds for expulsion.
1: <laughs> but we don't. Yeah. Who knows? We have so no, no idea. Just like ah, you know, you got you got the best of me. It did remind me of when I was in grade school and we had sex ed. Oh, and yeah! we did the thing like, you you know, you like, we took tests and a lot of it was like anatomy. And then in the back of my row, should I say his real name? Yeah, he's probably not yeah. listening. Uh, his name was, wasn't the smartest kid in our class. I'll be able to say that part, but okay. <laughs> well, it's, oh, it's only going to get worse. Um, so I, I specifically, I like have such a, a, a branded memory on my brain of, everyone passing their exams forward and I knew his was going to be bad. So I like his came up and I got it and I quickly scanned it. Dude got everything wrong. And I even remember, like, I I wish I could match it up like it was, but he got penis wrong. I didn't know what to like, you know what I mean? And I really wanted to keep this. I was like, how do I, it was so funny. Like I only saw it for five seconds, but I was like, how can I keep this? I, I never. I was never able to steal it. Or what whatever. grade was that?
0: Because I did sex. I think we did
2: our first sex ed in like sixth grade.
1: Yeah, I think it was like sixth or seventh grade.
2: Yeah, what grade, I, mean, I remember. What grade was that? Because yeah. I didn't know what a penis was until tenth grade. Or so. <laughs> he he yeah. got he got
3: everything wrong. What a moron. I remember sex ed was in seventh grade, and they didn't teach us anything. They just they passed out deodorant. and we're like we're like hey your bodies are gonna smell sex ed
0: was was your sex ed an episode of the
3: goldbergs
0: (laughs) (laughs) i remember in sex ed like i think like i said i think it was sixth grade and they separated the girls and the boys yeah so and (laughs) i remember they went over some stuff and then like the the you know our teacher was like uh any, uh, any questions? And I just remember a kid in the back just going, and I think he was being serious. Like, it was a serious question, but he just raised his hand and goes, uh, what's butt fucking? <laughs> and we all just <laughs> fucking <laughs> lost
3: it. <laughs>
0: And I think I think he tried to play it off like yeah 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 that's what I meant yeah everyone crack up but I think he honestly was like what is that I've heard it
3: you (laughs) you see
2: you see him like sketching a body and like uh, there he has written butt question mark and there's like an arrow pointed to his shoulder and he's just like well it's like I the the thing I did like about like the beginning of the
0: movie is this how dumb the kids were about sex and stuff which was you know that was kind of believable. Because I remember for like the longest time not understanding what a blow job was, like hearing about it and being like, yeah. I don't – what happens? She blows on your penis? Yeah. Like why, yeah. Like,
1: there was a girl in yeah. our I – think, I think she was a freshman in high school. She uh, – a friend of mine who would have been a junior made out with her and uh, she, she blew on his dick.
3: <laughs> and he like, oh, that's not That's not literal. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I, I, thought, I thought fingering for the longest time was just was just poking the girl's butthole. <laughs>
0: her butthole? Wow.
3: Yeah, that is their butthole. Wait, are you saying that's not what it is?
1: That's just a weird thing to put on, ki- like to teach at schools to be like, okay, we're going to teach about sex. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe that's maybe I'm weird, but I just don't think that that's like the school's job. Well, the problem is, is
0: if the school doesn't do it and the parents don't do it, then who does it?
1: Well, that – but that's the problem, the, the second half of your sentence. The parents should the be, parents be doing The parents have it. to do
0: it. Yeah, but so many don't. So many are like, I or can't. We don't talk about that.
1: you learn like I did and you f- are walking in the woods and there's an old penthouse and you just look at that for a while and you're like, I got it. I got this.
2: I mean, hopefully there's also a right next to it, a penthouse forum. And so you, you can understand more the psychological nature of it. And, yeah. And then you read the letters and then that's where I learned to
1: write. I was like, oh, okay. A lot of adjectives. I, so, there might not be any good way to learn about sex other than just I, jumping, um, in, jumping in the pool.
3: I, uh, I had a friend in middle school who was two years older than me. His name is Shane McKillop. Shut up, Shane. He um, and- was the dumbest kid in class dumbest kid in class he had um he, his dad had like a, a a pack of like a stack of playboys like for his, even his older brothers at the house and we always like looked at those and that was great but one year we found um uh, a porno vhs yeah, um i think it was called it's called it was it was so it was, it was nurse themed all the all the porn actresses were nurses and it was called nurse in a boner <laughs> and
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, is, for,
3: that a, is that a pun on something
0: Nurse on and nurse? a boner. Like nursing, uh, I mean, nursing. Nerds, like, nursing, nursing it. it,
3: you know, like you nurse a oh, beer. Nurse and yeah. a boner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Nurse and a boner. And we nurse and, a and a boner. Nurse and yeah. a boner. Yeah. Nurse <laughs> <a laughs> really and bad. a boner's on CBS. This <laughs> it's a our yeah. house film. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> uh and for an entire summer, that was just what we watched, like incessantly. We would just take turns in a room, just jacking off watching this thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> at the end of the summer, there was a moment where Shane was looking at the VHS and he was like this has gone too far. We've, we've gone too deep into this. And he started to run with it. And I was like, what are you doing, Shane? He's like, I'm going to destroy this thing. No. <laughs> like, no, Shane. No, that's our only porn.
2: And your dad's yeah. running after two. Like, my turn was <laughs> next. <laughs> he was
0: Frodo, and you guys were Boromir. <laughs> or Faramir. Yeah, exactly. Give it to me. Yeah. I'll okay. take care of it. I'll carry it. I'll carry the burden. I, it's so funny. Like,
3: where, oh, I, Hold on real
1: quick. What, what,
3: I'm sorry. What happened to the tape? Oh, he smashed it. He destroyed it in his uh, bathhouse and it was uh, it was devastating. To this day and and now when we talk back on it he's like, "Man, I really wish I never did that." It'd be great to revisit those memories. Yeah, movies. totally.
0: Yeah. 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 We I remember my friend had like a hustler that just passed between all of us, like all of like our friends like have it for a week and then somebody else would have it. Another friend who had like a playboy under his bathroom sink that we always knew was there. And then I remember finding my stepdad had, uh, I found the Debbie Does Dallas VHS,
1: mm.
0: which has forever rewired my brain as to what, <laughs> like, I'm like,
2: feathered hair. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Now, where you guys? That's, that's interesting, because my friend group passed around a Playboy that had an essay by Chuck Palahniuk, and we never really looked at the pictures. Uh, we just did, we, uh, we appreciated the prose.
1: Now, hmm. how old were how old were you guys? I'm trying to place this. When what? Like when you saw that stuff? Because I mean, Jordan said you were you were you were nuttin' by then.
3: Yeah, I was, I was like p- I was like 13, something
0: like that. I don't think I was nuttin'. I think we were just looking at it like in I was like
2: 10. Yeah, cause the, Jordan was nuttin'. You were producing <laughs> nuttin'. Yeah, Not nuttin',
1: baby. I because the first porno I saw, I was. I was not nursing a boner yet. I, uh, I had not done it. And so I was very confused when I saw it, like the, uh, the money shot, I was just like, what's, what is that? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I always remember, cause it was like, uh, the, the plot was that these two girls inherited their, uh, grandmother's cabin or something. Have I talked about this before on, Past no, episodes? but you
0: love you love plot heavy porn.
1: <laughs> I do. Well, you because, do. So these two these two girls show up in a in a uh, in a jeep, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to stay at our grandmother's cabin for the summer." And then it cuts to like two yokels, like in overalls, kind of like peeking in the bushes, you know. And they're kind of like making like, "Oh, all right, nice," you know. And then the girls go into the cabin, and the two guys, one of whom is TT Boy, I still remember the actor's name. Uh, they titty boy, they go, TT boy, two T's. They go up yeah. to uh, the jeep, and uh, they again they're talking like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." Let's you know whatever. And one of TT boy smells the seat of the jeep. He's just like, Ooh. and he's like, "Oh, this is prime or something." Then they go and then the porno happens. But but at that age, I was like, "Why did he?" <laughs> Why did he smell the seat? What's
2: going on here? Well, that's organic leather, my friend. There's nothing (laughs) finer. That is straight from Italy, imported. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so when I bought my first car, I just was like, all right. I I think my last scene that makes me go, hmm, is...
3: uh, Scenes that make you go.
1: (laughs) Was in that little town square when Melanie Griffith, that family comes out or the dad like she recognizes the dad you know what i'm talking about and she just keeps saying like no i know i know like what are you stupid like you're a prostitute like why would you ruin oh this? yeah yes. oh yeah, yeah.
3: kevin's yeah. Like, dad just
1: give a yeah. give a nod and you very know, nod. very
3: unprofessional very unprofessional
1: yes. like you want to make more money right like it, that guy's not gonna yeah. go back to you
2: In her mind, it's like, well, because Ed Harris knows that I'm a prostitute because Frank told me, then I'm just fine being out in the open in like this suburb with normal people who like I assume will know. And I'm going to blow up this guy's spot entirely. (laughs) Even like (laughs) you, you need to at least uh, realize that like not everyone wants their family to know. (laughs) Like, and she even introduces herself to his wife. We did yeah, business. Weird.
1: What do you think it is? And they put her in such a, uh, the wife I'm talking about, um, like a, oh, a Victorian guard or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> there are essentially two types of women, no, three types of women in this movie prostitutes, uh, Puritans like that wife, and or dead.
0: Also, what uh, scene that made me go, hmm, is just like, because I was watching this, and then I, I think I got up to like get water or something, and I came back and I was like, when the fuck did Malcolm McDowell get in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden Malcolm McDowell shows up, and I'm like, what happened to your career? You're in fucking...
3: also." Stan- Stanley Orange. never
1: called me back
3: after uh, Clockwork Orange. We Kevin and I might have talked about this, but we realized there's really no need for Cash, the first villain, who yep. just dies yep. immediately, and then another villain just steps right into place. Yes They they
2: set him They set, ca- set cash up As like this abusive pimp Who's like You don't need to know Where I'm going And like Melanie R- Griffith Is terrified Of not coming home With like a hundred dollars And that guy Like That guy dies At the hand of someone We haven't ever seen And won't see For like a very yeah. long time Yeah Yeah and then, and, must, and then there's also there, uh, Malcolm McDowell also answers to someone. So, like, the screenwriter set up a three tiered pimping system for zero reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, I totally missed, like, when did they even introduce this money in the car business?
3: Yeah. I oh, right. I don't too. remember being introduced. I remember we just sort of figuring that out. Yeah. Because well, I thought it was in the trunk until the end of the movie. Mm hmm. Like, how did he know the money was gone? Is the, did they assumed it was in the car? I think I,
2: mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think in the conversation with uh with the other prostitute, she said that she told Malcolm McDowell that uh, Cash stole his money, and then you stole it from Cash because I think she knew that it wasn't in the apartment, so it must be in the car. So when she rode off with the car, she must have had it. But yeah, that, like, that was the biggest thing that made me, uh, go, hmm. you, you've heard the drop. Uh, that was the biggest thing in that, um, uh, like Ed Harris is, has been working on this car. Can't figure out what's wrong. Uh, we know from other clues that it's in the gas tank. And so like, he finally figures out what's wrong. It's the money that's just shoved up in there. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll just like throw this in a backpack and then, Uh, The kid steals the car after the dance. Melanie Griffith just grabs the, grabs the, uh, grabs the backpack for zero reason. She has no need to. She grabs her purse and the backpack. She should just give it to Frank because it's his backpack. Instead, she skips town and doesn't realize until she opens it. None of it makes sense. I'm furious. I'm uh, the more I talk about this movie, the more furious I get. And then she buys the f- uh, she buys the
0: fucking ice cream shop.
2: Like yeah, it's oh like, yeah. How much
1: money was that? Like <laughs> I she thought she it was like fifty wetlands. grand. She bought the ice. Yeah, she bought the ice cream shop. They think like the small the small Podunk Ohio town is like uh, up for grabs for like you know six <laughs> figures.
2: She saved the wetlands.
1: Uh, where, where are the wetlands, yeah. by the way? What ta- what planet are we on? what a it's what,
0: not even like a wetland it's like a like a tiny little lake in between like, like where they're building houses
3: yeah yeah it's a also, shitty did they ever set swamp. up that she was like into ice cream or something like why like what, what? <laughs> it's it's because it's the first place where he
2: kissed her they had their first kiss and like <laughs> like all the kids in town think she's something different. Uh, she's either yeah. his sister, or a math tutor, or a prostitute. And there's that one kid who's like, "I'm never doing that." Because yes. he thinks that. He oh, I guess she's that sister. kid too. Oh yeah, Maybe thank that kid you as well. I uh, uh this is only semi-related. Uh, so I wanted to find out who that kid was. You mentioned that I sort of did a deep dive. Um, I found a website. It was the only way I could find out who he was. There's a website called boyactors.org.uk. Oh, oh Kevin. Oh, oh, you're, Kevin, you're this is more incriminating list, yeah. than your, uh, <laughs> yeah. your extortion video. <laughs> it's, it's a video or it's a website uh, where the background is just boys. Uh, and uh, they list every single <laughs> child in a movie. I do not care what, how else. long you masturbate to. Yeah, to you're what about to you get do. another
1: email. <laughs> yes. I know what you've been <laughs> clicking on, boy. Give me Tom. Bitcoin.
2: <laughs> uh, for our listeners who did not watch our Twitch stream, uh, I <laughs> I did uh, get a email that said I was being blackmailed for a very long stroke sesh that apparently he stole off of my camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah
2: boyactors.org.uk uh, shout out check them out
1: <laughs> no for all your boy, for
2: all your boy needs
1: boy actors what? dot, dot, dot,
2: dot .org.uk
1: dot oh it's an organization it's Not an org it
2: it's nonprofit. <laughs> they do We're it brought to you the by of the game. Jesus kinda <laughs> oh my god That's it is
1: just funny. god I'm telling you let's I it, the audience doesn't want us to go back to Q stuff. No. But one <laughs> one look at this website. That shit is real. <laughs> that shit is re- this is a this is uh like a menu.
2: <laughs> oh man. Jesus. I want I have a brand new segment which doesn't have a drop yet. But it is uh it's called Sad Time with Sad Sad Boy. Okay. Because sometimes research isn't all fun and games. Uh, the director, Richard Benjamin, mm-hmm. who uh, incidentally was like an actor. Uh, he was trained theatrically, uh, eventually became a director. Uh, he, he was a starring role in the film Westworld yeah. uh, from 1973, which is interesting because Ed Harris is the man in black in uh, the remake. Yeah. Um, uh, Richard met Paula Prentice uh, when they were at Northwestern. Uh, she was uh, she was a young starlet, ended up being in a lot of different motion pictures, including What's New Pussycat. He was struggling to get his career off, uh, but she was very, very successful. They got married because the studio uh, was sending her to London and they didn't want to like, just send her boyfriend. And so they, they quickly got married in order to do that. Uh, During What's New Pussycat, she suffered a severe nervous breakdown, likely stemmed from her abusive childhood. She said, one day during shooting, I just climbed up the ropes to the catwalk and started walking the beams. Very loudly and clearly, I called down to everyone, I'm going to jump. A French technician grabbed me, and there I was, hanging by one arm. He had to commit her to nine months in a mental institution. And he said that he took her out once a month, but she was so medicated, it was like taking a carrot out to lunch. What did I know about psychiatry? I was a Jewish boy. And in our house, if someone had a headache, no one worried about brain tumors or neurosis. It just meant you hadn't eaten enough. Her sister was also abused uh, and uh, in 1997, she assaulted her 86-year-old father with a firearm and went to prison. She died in prison.
3: Jesus Christ. Wait, who,
1: who died in prison? The sister?
2: The sister, Anne. Okay. Um, but every article I've ever seen about uh, Paula Prentice and Richard Benjamin is just like, they have one of the longest marriages in Hollywood. They've been married for 50 plus years. What do you do to keep it together? And no one talks about like, she tried to kill herself and went into an insane asylum for nine months.
1: The secret to our success. Wow. Lock her up.
2: Wow. Lock her up. (laughs) Should that be a drop? Lock her up. Uh,
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Let's go to reviews. We already talked about Roger Ebert and the review that he gave. So instead, we are hearing from Variety. The writers of Variety as a whole wrote, The premise of Milk Money could curdle in your stomach, and the execution of the idea is just plain rancid. With a tip of the hat to the performers, this is a misguided comedy with hall of shame pedigree. The film is obvious, loud, mean-spirited, and has its mind in the gutter. Not positive.
3: Not positive at all.
2: And now to our heralded segment everyone's a critic.
3: Everyone's a critic
2: we have any 1710 who gave one star wrote nope Melanie Griffith accepts money from some children to go to a room with them and take her clothes off. Her character is not a hooker. She is a sex offender. I stopped watching after that, and another 20 minutes or so, I had to just turn the thing off because it kept getting weirder. Any1710 also gave five stars to scrawl the adult party game where innocent doodles turn dirty. Guaranteed laughter. I couldn't breathe the first time I played this, so I had to buy one for myself.
1: I was really hoping that she was like, played this with the kids. They
2: loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, We also have The Seattle Connection. The Seattle Connection gave one star, said, lacks credibility and poorly written. This movie attempted a similar storyline to Pretty Woman, but is full of scenes that make no sense, and the female protagonist behaves inappropriately with children. The best part of this movie is the acting capabilities of the three young boys in it. They are awesome and the only reason to watch. They They were pretty good, the boys. Yeah, they were good. The main kid, Frank, could not stop mugging. He like he just <laughs> gave he gave a sly grin to everything in the seat. Like no matter the impetus, it always yeah. warranted just a I'm cute, aren't I?
1: Yeah, but that's what they tell him to do it. Boyactors.org.uk. They're yeah. like, hey, you, you want to work for the next 20 years?
0: Oh, also, would he uh, throws the stuff away, when he's like all upset. Yeah, <laughs> very. uh uh,
2: Chris Elliott vibes. <laughs> also, like she, she, uh, it didn't work out between her and his dad, and so he threw away the shoebox that had his friend's belongings in it, that had nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. to do with her at all. Yeah. She, she, and the picture of his dead yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, baffling. Uh, Seattle connection uh, gave five stars to world's best cat litter. Lives up to its name. Uh, world's best cat litter continued to live up to its name. The scent isn't particularly nice, but the cats don't seem to mind. <laughs> the best cat litter smells terrible, but like the cats are cool with it. Did a cat write this review? Yeah. It's
1: like the cats didn't vote on this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, Just uh, for more background on the cat, uh, this person also gave five stars to Milliard Premium Orthopedic Memory Foam Dog Bed. This was purchased for an incontinent old blind cat. It's super easy to clean and seems really comfortable for her. She loves it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like a deaf, dumb and blind cat doesn't mind the smell of this cat. (laughs) Mm. Awful. And that was Awful. Everyone's Critic.
1: All right, let's head down to Popcorner.
2: Popcorner. Pop, Pop. Pop on down let's do to it. Popcorn. All
1: right, here we
0: go. I'm going to give this movie a popcorn sign, but the O's and the P's in the popcorn, for some reason, are stylized to look like boobs, <laughs> even though they have nothing to do with popcorn. They just did it anyways. And you know what? Shame on me because I bought
2: a bag. So
0: (laughs) there you go. You got me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give this a bowl of popcorn that I start to eat the top of it. I'm, I'm realizing that these are just like pieces of styrofoam. It's not, it's not what I paid good money for. And then like, I like uh, go through the b- bottom and I realize the rest of it doesn't even resemble popcorn. It's like, it's, uh, some sort of like a chocolate wafer that like is the exact opposite flavor profile of what I intended to eat in the first place. And my tummy's sick.
1: Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm on a date in a movie, and I've bought a big bowl of popcorn, and I'm gonna pull the old uh, cut in the hole in the bottom, and then I've like oh, I've like put my That was gonna be my, my, like, my popcorn. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if the rest of this is what you're gonna do. And then uh, you're, it's on your lap, and you just can't get hard. You're just like I can't. Like your little ding dong just can't push through the kernels, and you're like, come on, and like she's just eating away. And it's like getting like towards the bottom, and like just your little (laughs) fucking tip is just hanging out. It's it's all buttery, and then you like move the you move the bucket, and like there's just like an oil ring on your the lap of your pants. It looks like you pissed yourself, and uh, and then you had you were watching Milk Money anyway, so it was just like not a good date.
2: So Jordan, same thing, same exact (laughs) review. Yeah, that was gonna be the same same exact one.
3: Yeah. Um. I guess my popcorn would be uh, like I, I went to the movie theater, I got some popcorn, and I got some uh, some junior mints and some juju bees. And I put the junior mints and the juju bees in, and I was like, this isn't even enough, I don't think. So I went back and I got some mustard, and I got some jalapenos, <laughs> and uh, I'm mixing that all around. And at the end, it's, uh, I go to eat some, and it's really just kind of like a big, sweet, spicy slush of popcorn that I end up kind of drinking. And, not really enjoying that much, but you know, I paid for all of it. So I'm going to drink. It.
2: <laughs> uh Jordan. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for picking a movie that is a perfect genre for this particular podcast. Is there anything mm-hmm. that you would like to promote or point people towards in order to mm. support
3: you or just like bask in your glory? Man, I don't, I don't have anything that's like uh that's coming out. That I can really talk about at the moment. Um just just uh just 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 check out this podcast, guys. Be cable boys fans. It's a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Look at uh that.
2: yeah. Uh go ahead and listen to Jordan there and uh input Jordan Dunn as one of your save searches on deadline.com. <laughs> <And> <laughs> hopefully uh you could be first to know uh when something can be announced and can be talked about. There you go.
3: <laughs> yeah you certainly. Are. i've been there for a while <laughs> well
2: thank you jordan you're a delight you're very funny and just pleasing to be around
3: oh likewise guys this is so much fun thank you
2: uh we've been the cable boys uh go ahead and subscribe to us if you haven't rate us five stars because frankly you heard the episode that was five star content and you're incontinent if you don't think so you're a dumbass cat. Uh go ahead and follow us on Instagram and uh and yeah, stay groovy kiddos. <laughs>